Welcome to I'll Take Three, a movie treasure hunt. We're back with week two, show two, episode two. I don't know if we call it episode two, but the second season of our two. theme. Season two? What season are we in? Season three? Six this seasons in a movie? Season two, right? Yes. So we're here with the next episode in our theme, <laughs> Movies with Man in the Title. I am the host of this episode, and I am joined by my guests today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me as a guest, and I'll go. Did you that. say your Less name stress. yet? <laughs> no, my name's Alex. <laughs> and you guys, my guests. You guys. Guests. What's your names? My name is Jacob. My name's Kristen. And they are actually my co-hosts. I was just joking. Mm. Damn it. So much pressure all of a sudden. I feel like <laughs> Atlas holding the world, you know? You look like Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> I just ripped my shirt from flexing so hard. But oh my gosh. We're here to talk about another film that has the movie. Ma- wait. <laughs> has the movie has man the in the title? Word man <laughs> in the title. Because last week we watched man music. Music. The music. Man. Oh my God. I'm glad Alex did his vocal warm ups before we started. <laughs> hey, my vocals sound fine. <laughs> That was Kristen's pick this week, (laughs) is my pick, and I have chosen the 1995 certified classic, everybody loves it, nobody has anything bad to say about it, Man of the House, starring Chevy Chase and Jonathan Taylor Thomas, the 90s heartthrob himself. Hey, how you doing? (laughs) JTT, baby. (laughs) I'm down with JTT. It's also got Farrah Fawcett. Oh, yeah. And George Went. George George Went, yeah. Uh, it's got like three really big stars from television in the 90s. Who's the other one? Right? Who's the JTT, one? George Went, and Chevy Chase. He was in on SNL in the 90s a lot, wasn't he? Or was that the 80s? I don't know. I wasn't alive. <laughs> in the late <laughs> 70s, he was, yeah. Okay. See, I don't give a shit. But he was like a movie star by now. But I think in the 90s, He's so his famous. career was kind of waning i don't think he was really having many big hits because mm. he he had you know fletch and caddyshack and the vacation er, regular vacation european vacation christmas vacation were all in the 80s um and those were all pretty big hits back then i was gonna say those all sound like huge hits to me then he had vegas vacation come came out after this movie man of the house came out after after Man of the House, and that one wasn't as big of a hit, I don't think. Mm. But Kristen and I were making references to it today. <laughs> I don't even uh, know any references to that movie. To uh, what movie? Vegas Vacation. Oh, that's right. Because our son was, re- he's like, well, I want the money. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, the money, give me the money, I want the money. Which is <laughs> from the end of Vegas <laughs> Vacation. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I've not seen the I've not seen the vacation movies. <laughs> you haven't seen the vacation movies? No, I surprisingly have not seen that many Chevy Chase movies. 
even va- uh, even Christmas Vacation? I've seen that one like a bunch of times, and I don't think that one's that funny. All right, Mainly guys. because of over overseeing it, you know, because I've seen it so many times, and so you know all the bits of. I want to go watch it right now. I love that movie. It's because you guys are psychos, and you guys set your Christmas tree up the day before Halloween. <laughs> hey, we waited a week after yeah, Halloween. Yeah, we waited a week, okay, in your face. Just You were texting me the day like, after <laughs> July 4th asking if you could set up your tree yet. <laughs> and we thought about it, but we didn't do it. Okay. so We're not psychopaths. You guys, are, you guys are Christmas psychos. Uh, so it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me if you watched that movie instead of this movie, actually. We did Just watch Home Alone a couple days ago. So this had already. some Home Alone vibes on it. This movie oh, did. yeah, totally. If we want to route it back to the 1995 classic Man of the House. Speaking of, I read in the trivia that Chevy Chase originally wanted Macaulay Culkin to play oh, wow. the son in the movie. But he oh God, they didn't turned do it down. Hmm. Yeah. He, had, uh, he had some other hot roles to get. I think he, I don't even know if he was really acting as much by this time. Oh. Children actors, you know, it's hard on them. I was watching an yeah. interview with uh, JTT afterwards, and I think most of the interview was talking about his like tough schedule, and he's like, you know, if I wasn't happy doing it, I wouldn't be doing it. I was like, oh, man, kid actors. I know, because he filmed this movie, Man of the House, during the summer break for Home Improvement. Yep. And then I, I also read that Disney wanted Tim Allen to star in this movie with Jonathan Taylor <laughs> Thomas originally, which would have been, like, way too much. <laughs> yeah, that would have been Them way playing too different much. characters. <clears throat> Some of the trivia, I, I I don't know if it's trivia, but when I was on um, Jonathan Taylor's like Wikipedia, just because I was like, what's he doing? You know, what's is what else has he been in? Type of stuff. Like the mm-hmm. last most recent thing I think guess he's been in was uh, um, Last Man Standing, Tim Allen's show. Yeah, which I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, because he retired pretty much from acting. He, he's yeah. probably done a couple small things, but yeah, he's not. Not somebody who kept kept it going. I know he, that's when he left Home Improvement was to go pursue school stuff and everything. Yeah, I like like I liked him uh, as an actor in general. Uh, that Christmas movie he was in. Um, Kristen liked that movie. I can't remember what it was called. Let me. I'll be I'll be home for Christmas. Yeah, I like that one. Um, and then uh, there's another one that I thought I. <laughs> Scene, but I like. I can't remember what it was. I can't think of any other movie season. Yeah, I'm not sure based on the titles here. Crystal, oh, do you have a crush King, on Jonathan Taylor Thomas when you were a kid? Um, I don't think so. No. Yeah. <laughs> Who did you have a crush on when you were a kid? When I was a kid. Yeah, like, um, uh, he was apparently eleven in this movie, though he was in high school. You know, yeah. So it didn't make around any that s- age. I think he must have been joking about him being eleven because <laughs> there's oh, okay. no way. Um, 
I don't remember. I remember, though, like, I don't remember that far back. But I remember my, like, first real celebrity crush was Josh Hartnett. I had, like, a huge crush on him. Yeah. All I can think of when I heard that word Hartnett was uh, Men in Black. And what's that net called that they put over the earth? Uh, Not a clue. Nope. That's what I was thinking of. Arknet. Arknet. Oh, okay. James Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. Ooh, that's not what came up when I put in Jay Hartnett. (laughs) Jay Jay Hartnett. I had, like, such a big crush on him that I, like, wrote to his fan club. Oh, no. I did that for Freddie Prince Jr. My bad. (laughs) Wrong guy. (laughs) So which one did you? Wrong crush. I think I like both of them, but... Well, I would say probably Freddie Prince Jr. because I wrote to his fam club and I got a postcard that was signed by Freddie Prince oh, Jr. Wow. Who knows? It might not have been. I don't know. But I got like a postcard back of like his headshot and I still have it. So it's pretty cool. That's but, pretty uh, cool. <laughs> um, another thing that I liked or another funny story because I like Josh Hartnett so much. We went to um, Universal Studios and all those places in California from one of my eighth grade trips. And mm-hmm. we went to, um, where did we go? We went to like where the, the place with the stars. What is it? It's the Hollywood walk of fame. Yeah. We went there and we went into some Space. store oh. that was there. <laughs> and, um, they had like crates of like actors headshots that were framed and I found Josh Hartnett's and I bought it. <laughs> I oh brought it back. And I had That's it hilarious. hung up on my wall for so long. So, yeah. <laughs> what did you, like, what did you watch that you got a crush on him from? Or that you, like? Um, I think it was Pearl Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm looking at his, I'm looking at his. Wikipedia here. It's like Black Hawk Down, uh, Halloween H2O. I'm like, what is Kristen watching at 11 oh, years? It was Halloween H2O. 100%. Okay. <laughs> no, just kidding. It was Pearl Harbor. <laughs> I love Halloween H2O, though. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, who was your first celebrity crush? Ooh, um, it's tough. Probably Britney Spears, you know. that I had that album that... Uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time album, and she had some pretty mm-hmm. hot pictures in that uh, little photo book that it came with. That's a good one. Yeah. I remember you having that CD. Yeah. Hit Me Baby One More Time. Who was yours, Alex? Oh, yeah. Let's ask Alex a question, too. I'm terrible um, <laughs> following up to ask him questions. There was this show that came on. I uh, can't remember when this was, but it was called Good Morning Miami. And I remember I thought that the leading person in it was super cute. Ashley Williams was the actress. Thought you gonna say good, I thought you were going to say Good Morning America. <laughs> no, Good Morning Miami. Let me look it up. Let me see. Good it's Morning Katie, Miami. Katie Couric. Two thousand two. It wasn't a big said, hit or anything. Who was it? Ashley Williams. Yeah. 
she was in How I Met Your Mother. mother. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this girl is her. She played Victoria. Yeah. Oh, how funny. She's been in a lot of Hallmark movies. (laughs) Well, that sounds about right. And I might have been more of the character (laughs) than the actual person. (laughs) Because I remember the show, like, the leading guy um, had pretty much a big crush on her, but was such a wimp about it. And I'm like, looking back at it, I'm like, man, was I just putting my own feelings (laughs) onto this situation? That's my M.O. back in the day, at least. Oh, she was on an episode of Law & Order SVU, so I probably will see her when I'm watching the shows. Duh, duh. Wait, did I do it wrong? <laughs> you said, like you said, dada. In the <laughs> criminal <laughs> justice system, there are highness crimes. Highness? That are hey, highness. <laughs> You're a highness, highness, dada. Heinous, <laughs> heinous crimes. Anyway, oh we're getting way off track. <coughs> Man of the House came out in 1995. It was a Disney-produced film. Yeah. Uh, live a- live action. Uh, they did live action. Live action Disney movies in the 90s. Because um, uh, right after this movie ended on Disney Plus, it said that we should watch Jungle to Jungle. Yes. <laughs> and I, I was, was like, pumped. I was like, I was like, I was like, I should watch Jungle to Jungle. You're right, <laughs> Disney Plus. <laughs> And it made me be like, no wonder they have the number two in this, because that's pretty much a, just like Man of the House, that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, is directed by James Orr, who I don't know. Let's look him up really quick. <laughs> All I know is do? that he directed Man of the House in 1995. Yeah, he was also a screenwriter on... Um, Three Men and a Baby, Sister Act 2. He also d- directed some other nothing movies. He didn't really have much of a career. But it, he, could, uh, he didn't wow, make a huge rude. career off of this. <laughs> Sorry, James Orr. <laughs> Sue me about it. See if I care. Hey, Alex, oh can you God. not talk about suing us when uh, <laughs> we definitely do not have lawyers? Suck it, James Orr. No. All right, the movie was made with a budget of $22 million and had a box office of $40 million, so it was a modest hit. Double it. was actually it. Chevy Chase's first number one um, opening ever in his career and the only one he had up to that point in the 90s. And it was JTT's second. Mm-hmm. What, what a loser. And it was released March 3rd of 1995. Two days before Kristen's fourth birthday. Oh, cool. Oh. <laughs> so now I gave everybody and your date of birth. Nice. Good job. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> What's her uh, maiden name? Uh, pineapple. Pineapple. Yep. Uh, it also it came out uh, originally on VHS, which I loved. That's what was one of the things I see. Uh, well, it yep. came out originally. Um, you mean after it was in theaters? Yeah, August 8th, oh, 1995. Okay. Yeah, VHS. Cool. Before it came on DVD. I don't but know. But it was I it was criti- critically panned, and uh, right now it has a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. So not well Wait, what do you received. Mean? 
what does that mean critically panned like you got hit with a frying pan panned i don't know what (laughs) what where that phrase came from but it just means like it was um critiqued in a negative way ridiculed people said it sucked essentially people need to calm their tits (laughs) yeah that's the movie um, and we've gone over the, the cast, the rest <laughs> Wait, of the supporting the cast plot. wasn't really too famous. One of the it... trivia things I just read is that on the same weekend the movie opened, Chevy Chase was arrested for a DUI. Jeez, Chevy. <laughs> you should have just said, oh, somebody cut my brakes. Was he driving a, Chev- a Chevy? I don't know. Ooh. It doesn't say. <laughs> was he in a chase? <laughs> oh man he was in a chevy with in a chase when he got over. yeah we're gonna go ahead and end that podcast on that joke he drove uh, his chevy to his levy because his name was chevy do you want to give a right, brief Jacob, rundown we should have ended plot? it before that yeah we, yeah we should have i was trying to move on um, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that, that was the, the top of my joke give us a <laughs> the, plot summary the movie, um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas pay- plays a, a boy uh, named Ben. Who's, Just a boy. Um, father, you know, kind of pretty much abandoned him and his mom. Um, <laughs> waved goodbye out of the car. Uh, his license plate says, like, see wait. a man or something. The funniest thing about that, not to jump into the movie so quickly right now, but it's like he left with his secretary and then she's waving out the car. <laughs> it's yeah. like, why would she think it'd be okay for her to do that? <laughs> why was she at, you know, the house where his He must have stopped and, and like got her. his stuff and then left with her or something. <laughs> But and why is um, he just sitting on the road at like five years old? Just like yeah, out by there himself? by himself. And this movie takes place um, a few years after that when his mom, played by Farrah Fawcett, it is in a relationship with Chevy Chase. His character's name is Jack. Jack's, right? Jack Sturgis. That's right. Um, and then the relationship that they have together because Jonathan Taylor Thomas's character does not want a stepfather in his life and he's trying to do everything he can to get rid of him. And his big plan is to have them join a group, a YMCA group called the Indian guides where they feel ridiculous and he thinks that'll ruin everything. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Good job. That's about the plot. And Oh, a Chevy Chase's uh, character. He plays a lawyer who's also being, um, Hunted oh, by yeah. the mafia <laughs> so, from Seattle. Yeah, that's, that's also the part Seattle of the Seattle mafia. mafia. <laughs> the three three members, the, <laughs> the only three members of the Seattle mafia. Because the, the daddy was imprisoned. Thanks, Chevy. Um, yeah, that whole intro at the beginning where the dad is leaving and it's just like the narration. Mm-hmm. That's a lot to take in over the, over the opening credits, you know? Yeah. They make it seem so, like, sad, but also it's lighthearted. Like, the music sounds very yeah. lighthearted. <laughs> and then, the like, the font from The Man of the House is just, like... It's, like, almost Comic Sans. Little. Yeah. Yeah. It's very 90s. <laughs> yeah, so should we jump into our take three for this movie? Yeah, did, did you want to describe how the podcast works for the... Uh, 
fans. Oh yeah, if you've never listened us. before, or if you every time you listen, you just have a sudden memory loss. Uh, the way we run our podcast is there's three of us, so we take turns each picking a different theme. Uh, so the theme for this movie and the movie last week, The Music Man, was chosen by Kristen. Uh, movies with man in the title. And then we um, go through, We each of us pick a movie fitting that theme. Um, so now we're on Man of the House where we each then will take three aspects of the movie that we wanted to talk about. So I'll take three. And we also, pick a theme, uh, a movie, and then three things to talk about. That's three as well. After every single episode, I go to my backyard and try to dig up some treasure. Since this is a treasure hunt, yet to find anything. But that's part of the podcast. One well. of these days, man, it's going to happen. <laughs> you know, And, <laughs> and that'll I'll be just, the last I, episode. I won't need a podcast anymore. I'll be rich. <laughs> <laughs> Did you buy any lottery tickets when the Powerball was at like $2 billion or whatever? No, I don't, wa- I don't watch the news. So I didn't even know that was happening. Oh, man. We bought some, but we didn't win, obviously. We didn't win. <laughs> Dang, yeah, I had no clue in the world. I did place a couple of sports bets that would have won me like $100 and did not win those. So More parlays? Yeah. I you got to stop one, betting parlays, man. One of them would have worked if Travis Kelsey would have caught a stupid touchdown. A loser. <laughs> I also I almost bet one today on uh, NCAA football, but did not do it, and I should have because everybody would have one so dang okay anyways go ahead alex and tell us your first thing (laughs) okay my first thing (laughs) is so when when uh jonathan taylor thomas and farrah fawcett what's her name do you guess her name is sandy archer sandy why was i thinking of grace okay so sandy and ben uh they move out of their home and they move into a small loft apartment in Seattle, and I just wanted to talk about this apartment <laughs> that they live in. <laughs> so they call it a small loft apartment, but it has a massive living room kitchen area, two bedrooms. One's, one is literally like a loft <laughs> by itself, the bedroom, where it has stairs to lead up to. And not only that, but they they have taken over the entire roof of this apartment building where they have gardens <laughs> and a swing set. <laughs> so I just want to talk about their apartment <laughs> a little bit. It's, what do uh, you guys think of it? I definitely love the open concept, you know. And Yeah, I agree. I think she uh, she did a good job making it into a home. Which was cool. Yeah. Definitely felt felt like original. There was like re- her art was cool. I definitely uh, don't think that there was anybody else living in that apartment, obviously. Yeah, it doesn't maybe, seem uh, like <laughs> maybe 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 she was the real serial killer all along, and uh, she killed everybody in the apartment. Ooh, good idea. But yeah, they, they take this industrial-looking apartment or not even apartment just industrial looking big room and turn it into a a how a home which they yeah. do really well with that the scenery looks good in there and then um the kitchen is massive the bathroom looks really nice too i just it's just crazy to me how good is her art is she that rich she's or that is rich this supposed to be like a poor apartment Maybe his uh, dad makes a lot of money and he has to pay alimony and child support. Maybe he is uh maybe he is 
like financially uh what the oh my gosh i lost it um he like he doesn't have to work because he's independently wealthy there you go that's what i was looking for yeah but Maybe i, he just I loves doubt paying it alimony because he doesn't he, i don't think that guy would like to pay child support it's not alimony tony <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love playing alimony. <laughs> playing it. <laughs> Play it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, the, and then in there, you know, the big thing in their apartment, the big art thing, too, is the driftwood thing that they put together. Which yeah, with all the like stuff they found on the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, cool. Really ties tied the room together. It's kind of like Big Lebowski's rug, if you think about it. Hmm. Or not the Big Lebowski. It's dude, the dude's rug from the Big Lebowski. Okay, <laughs> that was the that dude. was my first thing. Was just the apartment. I just I, um, I guess we could talk about too. Like with, it was almost like a sitcom apartment where people always <laughs> have nice apartments. Like yeah, that. I was gonna say that about the '90s, like really nice apartments. Um, one thing about the apartment that you know later on they have like a a scene where after Chevy Chase's character moves in. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is like, I don't want you guys to sleep in the same bed or whatever, you know. And the way it's shot, it's like uh, JTT's up at the top, the mom's in the other door right here, and Chevy's at the other door, and they all like come out the doors at the same, like, you know. It almost felt like it was designed yeah. just for that shot, you know, in my mind. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder this stage, was it designed for this movie? Did it already exist? It's, it's I'm curious. It was shot in like a couple locations, like three locations. Uh, yeah. California, Vancouver, and British Columbia, Canada. Um, so maybe the maybe it was the set that was built in California. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I'm just curious if it was built for this movie or if it already existed and they just used it. Yeah, there's not but a ton of information on Wikipedia about any of that. Yeah. That's okay. Um, Kristen, let's go to yours, unless you guys have anything else to add about the apartment. Oh, I like the apartment. I also... Uh, it's I very white. Over. It's a white apartment. Yeah, very... It, it, like, it, it has a very modern feel for, the, for 1995 to me. Yeah, it feels very 90s for sure. Br- uh, the white brick was a thing in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything about the apartment. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, I didn't have a lot that stuck out to me to talk about this movie, which is funny. Um, Rude. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, I guess one of the things uh, we could talk about is how, like, I remember watching this when I was a kid. And I remember, it's just funny, like, your perspectives versus when you watch it when you're a kid versus when you're an adult. Because I remember watching as a kid and being like, oh, he's trying to move in and take over his family (laughs) and his mom. And I would be annoyed if someone tried to do that. And then now I'm like, that kid is so rude. (laughs) Like, like he has no discipline. (laughs) His mom just lets him get away with whatever. Yeah, the mom really just is a pushover for what he says should be happening. (laughs) And I was like, what is going on here? Like, because like when he's like. I feel like I'm the only one that's making the adjustments. And it's like, if I, like, if I was a mom in that situation, I'd be like, well, I'm sorry, but this is happening. Like, you're going to have to live with it. Like, this is happening. Like, Mm -hmm. 
and then mm. his mom i don't know it just it's just funny if the perspectives when you watch it because now i'm like seeing it as like an adult and a parent and i'm like why is her kid being so rude <laughs> like see i yeah. i kind of get it got that got uh his sass you know he's his dad left me, so he's obviously traumatized by that. And now he's going through this big major life change, you know. So he's obviously acting out in that way. And I think she's obviously coddling him because she. Oh uh, yeah, big time. Oh yeah. Because she feels, you know, bad, like bad about you know whatnot. So I well, thought that made that a lot of sense. Didn't make any sense to me. Is like, if you were to be a single, I mean, if you're a single parent and you have a kid and you're dating, you would want to introduce your person you're dating to your son or daughter and oh definitely yeah make that connection before they move in yeah and it seems like that yeah. like she completely skipped over that and just was like i want us to be a family yeah and it doesn't seem like there were like any <laughs> scenes with all three of them together really other than like one where like Those, sitting on a couch yeah. or like entering rooms or leaving rooms mm-hmm. you know and yeah, the things that really she's like oh i'm gonna do this for jack is oh, i'll give him the medicine cabinet Instead of, oh, he made us this big breakfast. Let's do the right by Jack and eat the breakfast yeah. he made us. No, we'll give him the medicine cabinet, but f- fuck him for making I know she's us like, this oh, big breakfast. We usually do it this way and this way. And it's like, okay, I'll make well, you a list me so this doesn't happen. Like, yeah. Be nice to you guys. Like, God. Yeah, yeah that part definitely. That part there was definitely, another part uh, talking about that too. Later, like, later in the movie, after... Jack, um, you know, gets ridiculed for having the, um, you know, rash from the face paint. And he's like, I can't do this anymore. This is messing up my job and stuff. And she's like, can't you give it another chance? <laughs> That's all she says. I'm like, did you not hear? He has a very good reason why he shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. It's just... The kid was so annoying to me. <laughs> the kid reminded me so much of Maddie. Oh, exactly really? Exactly how Maddie acts, yeah. Interesting. Just like self, the selfishness of it, or uh, like he makes like like if you ask him to do anything, he like like joke like joke about it, you know? Um, like oh, my oh yeah, how about hurts, this? You know? Yeah, like, this kid has back problems. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and stuff stuff like that, you know, and then he'll just like make really inappropriate jokes, you know, and stuff like that. Yo, Sturgis, this kid is sick. <laughs> if I wasn't going to kill the two of you, <laughs> I'd have him psychiatrically evaluated. <laughs> I feel like this movie is like where I got like a lot of my humor from as well. Like I make crazy jokes like that and stuff yeah stupid references that make no sense are just way out there and psychotic you know what let's pause for a second on our three things unless we had anything else to add about this one but we didn't talk about our history of this movie oh we fucked up oh yeah (laughs) so jacob what is your history with this movie Oh, God, why do you have to go to me first? I have such a bad memory, so uh, this segment always messes me up. I know that I've seen this movie when I was younger. Not a clue how old I was. It came out in 95. So when I was two? I don't know. I have no clue <laughs> um, when I when I watched this movie for the first time. or We had it on VHS. I, 
when we were kids. So. Yeah, and it came out on VHS in '95. So when I was two, once again, I don't know. I know when sure I watched this. We watched it a little later than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I wasn't able to figure it out on my own on terms of that. I know that I've watched it before. I remember. I remember this movie like significantly in my brain, so I must have watched it a lot, or it must have like just meant a lot to me. I don't know what which um, or both, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know. I tried to watch this uh, in terms of history. You know, I tried to watch this relatively recently, um, maybe within the last year or something like that, and when it was on Disney Plus, and I couldn't, wa- I couldn't watch it. I started watching it, and I got like ten minutes in. And I had to stop the movie because I just started like getting really, really emotional for yeah. some reason. I don't, I don't know what it was, and I just like, like, I don't know. I just started missing, missing dad, you know. And uh, I couldn't yeah. watch the movie anymore. I had tried to turn it off, um, and so this is the first time watching it since I was like all the way through since I was like young. So it was fun. Wow. I did not have that kind of reaction today when I watched it. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, I, I mean, there were some before. moments where I, like, felt something, you know, but I think I prepared myself. I was like, okay, you're going to watch this movie for the podcast, you know? Yeah. Type of stuff, so. It wasn't like a, oh, let me watch this and then get hit by Which nostalgia. Which is the before. And, yeah. yeah. And before it was, like, 10 o'clock at night and I was, like, laying in bed and, like, I don't know. Yeah. What about you, Kristen? Um, well, I remember watching this a lot because it was on cable, um my parents yeah, i think it was on disney channel a lot yeah, yeah. my parents like this movie too so of course we watched it a lot um i it's funny because like looking back on it i don't remember a lot of the cultural inappropriateness of it because i'm sure we're gonna talk about that yeah it's <laughs> just like because i guess it didn't mean that much to me at that point, but now I'm looking back and I'm like, oh, yeah. this is kind of crazy. I mean, I don't think we, like, as a society, we realized it back then, too. See, so, but then, yeah. like, I think my family and me, we, because there's not a lot of movies that have Native culture in it. So, like, even that little bit of it was something that we clung on to. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. I don't know. I, I don't know how I connected with that, but I remember thinking it was funny and I'm like, Oh, Hey, they're talking about natives. Like that's cool. Whatever. But now I'm like, look, like I kind of try to avoid this movie sometimes <laughs> because I don't want it to be ruined in my mind of the cultural, you know, appropriation and yeah, stuff. <laughs> in it. And so I try not to watch it so much. <laughs> Like, I think this is probably the first time I've watched it since you put it on, like, a couple of years ago, Alex. I can't remember, but yeah, I won't go out of my way to watch this myself. If it's on, I'll watch it, but otherwise, I kind of stay away from it. <laughs> I know for... Kind of like... Uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to go into mine, so you go. Oh, I was just going to say it's kind of like you were like, oh, awesome, we're represented in media and in television, then it's like, oh, well, they're kind of making fun of us almost in a way. They're kind of I don't think they're really so making fun, but well, they're the whole plot not of it is doing you want to re- make, yeah, you want to you want to embarrass the guy so much, yeah, that he wants to leave your family. And yeah. the way to do that is to make him dress like a Native American. Like it's not great. No, it's yeah. 
I think it's just getting older because as a kid I was just like oh they they're they're talking about being native and whatever and but now I'm older and I'm like okay I see what's wrong with this like yeah obviously and then like the world has come to that I mean not completely but we're getting there yeah you know and it's like a lot of people are like oh we're doing it respectfully blah, blah, blah. and it's like it doesn't matter if you're doing it respectfully it's still wrong yeah like you and- know and they do briefly kind of mention it because I uh, talk about how um, it's like they even talk about appropriation a little bit. They even mentioned appropriation, the words appropriation, when he's talking with his boss um, and stuff. So I was like, well, they kind yeah. of they have like a mindset where they kind of understand a little bit, but they definitely I, don't understand fully. You know what I mean? Um, so before I get to mine, maybe we should just dive into this a little bit more because I, I don't I know just, if let's this just is talk one of about your things, this. Jacob, but it was one of mine was just the cultural aspect no, of yeah, this. I didn't write it down as one. I guess I figured we'd talk about it. Um, yeah, but, um, but yeah, talking about that it. scene with his boss, he was like, this is the 90s. Haven't you heard of political correctness? So it was yeah. almost like their, their way of rationalizing what was happening in this movie. I think they understood this isn't great. So if we just explain it and try to make it okay... And in the nineties, that was probably enough. And, but now we realize that doesn't, that's not an excuse for it. Well, I was like super interested in looking this up because I was like thinking about it when I was a kid and I was like, there was quite a few movies that had to do with native culture that weren't exactly represented the best way. Like, Mm -hmm. um, did you guys ever see the Indian in the cupboard? Oh Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then like that school, was a big yeah. thing. Like that was a big movie where you know there was the native person and like I don't know, they like I don't know if I want to say glorified, but it's like fantasy, you know, like Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I was looking at a bunch of other movies too and like there was like a big uptick in like native culture movies in like the 90s and mm-hmm. it's just weird like like almost a wave of him yeah i don't know it's kind of weird like i looked up this this movie about because i was just kind of like why was there like a big uptick in like native movies in like the 90s and then i found this article that was talking about it was like talking about this exact way that i was thinking about this movie was that it had casual racism in in it and like in the 90s like that was fine like you know everybody didn't have the cultural appropriation part of it like it was not talked about it was just kind of like whatever you know Mm -hmm. and it was talking about how just like cringy this movie was because of that and it's just funny that I found an article about that when I was yeah. thinking about it. Like, <laughs> you know, that makes me think I was, <clears throat> I just finished the, this week's episode of Scott hasn't seen, and they did gremlins too. And mm-hmm. they were talking about, cause there's a character in there who's, it's an Asian character and it's the same um, actor who from 16 candles, who plays a very racist depiction of an Asian character, you know? And they talked about how, uh, Asian um, characters, they really started getting used in movies in the eighties, but it was as a punchline and like it it was. And back then it was like, Oh cool. We're in the movie, even though it was that way. And I think native Americans, then it was more same thing, but in the nineties and then 
now like same thing with like the asian culture now instead of just being a a part of a movie and not, not treated respectfully you have stuff like crazy rich asians and you know, um, Korean films and Japanese films are treated more. Yeah. Respectfully. Uh, and now you're seeing the same things with native American <laughs> stuff with like, um, reserv- reservation dogs and giving them a chance to tell their own stories. Um, definitely. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying as well. Um, one thing, uh, I will say, Based what you were saying, Alex, they they kind of explained what they were doing. Which they is try to they rationalize it. it, yeah. Yeah, they kind of rationalize it, and they basically do the exact same thing later on um, during like the campfire story, yes. where Chevy Chase is like, "I'm tell it talking this way for comedic effect." Like this is not how they. I know he's like Indians thought. don't really sound like that. It's like I know, yeah. <laughs> I know, but it's funny. If, funnier if I, do I know this. and it's kind of like essentially what he says <laughs> like you you're saying that it's bad but you're still gonna do it like yeah i don't and, know yeah. and i was like well yeah, that is like that is bad and all i could think about was kevin from the office you know mm-hmm. why use why use many word when few word do trick or whatever he said <laughs> um, yeah but then, for real so was good. they're like uh that's that's not what you do so like it's like i know but it's funny, so I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah, and that's literally <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. They're like, oh, we understand this is wrong, but we're doing it in in good spirits. And, and you know, yeah. that that was enough in the '90s, I guess. Jumping off of that, like I looked up, like, because you asked me, Alex, when we were watching this, or after we were done, like, oh, I wonder if the Indian guides things still a thing I looked that up too. YMCA yeah. and it was it was Indian guides and Indian princesses and yeah. I was like wow <laughs> up until <laughs> like, what 2015 did you say something like that I think I'm there pretty was like sure I was story, reading like that right Pittsburgh yeah or something like that. yeah and like the YMCA was like moving away from it but they were like we can't force the chapters or whatever to do what you know get away from it but if they don't stop doing it then they do have to leave the y so yeah they couldn't yeah they couldn't be associated at all if they were still doing it because now it's like the adventures guys they call like y guides or something like that something like that yeah i yeah can't remember exactly what i read but um it was like that and i was reading like this article about that where people that wanted to keep it like the indian guides and the indian princesses they were like it's not hurt like basically they're basically saying it's not hurting anybody like we do work with native american educators and stuff to teach them this and that but it's like you're still appropriating a culture you're still mocking us even if you don't think it's it's like being disrespectful it is like that's like you're you're just mocking like that's what it comes down to it is it doesn't matter and i it just baffles me that people don't see that like you know it's just weird like you might be learning about it but you're not doing it in a way that you're just educating yourself you're trying to be an indian 
And, like, one thing they were talking about it, uh, like, in that article was that they're, like, well, we teach kids, like, you know, a relationship between the dad and the father and the daughter and the father, whatever, because, like, Native Americans have that where the father teaches the son how to hunt and all this other stuff. And it's, like, you can still keep that. Like, yeah, that's totally. something that every father can teach their son. Every father can teach their daughter. Like, it's fine. But stop you know, making it about being an Indian guide with these Indian names and wearing headdresses when you're obviously not native. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it was just crazy reading that article. It's, it's a little crazy. And then, I mean, one other thing they try to do to make it okay is they bring in Leonard Red Crow, an actual native actor um, mm-hmm. to like teach them like, Oh, see, we're being taught by a native american so just another way to help them rationalize it but Um, i will say the way that they use the actor playing record like they treat him very respectfully like they don't make him a punchline or anything yeah no they don't they uh, i was gonna say the divert like they actually have a relatively diverse cast in general they've got uh like a uh his one of his friends in school is a black kid. Then his boss is a black guy. And then they have the Native American. Um, I can't. What did you say his name was? I don't have his name written down. Leonard Redcrow. Leonard Leonard Redcrow. Okay, thank you. Um, you know, so like they have a few my like minority people in here, which is kind of cool for a '90s movie, especially. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I, I, on just on the point of um, you know, the Indian guys and stuff like that. Would it be? Uh, just in cur- out of curiosity, if it was like a Indian, like tribal, like people led thing, and um, like they used it as a teaching opportunity for their culture and stuff like that, and um, people that were not natives came and like learned from that, would it then be, would it still be inappropriate in that way, or is it just because I guess I'm just, uh, or is it just because people were using it who were not? I mean, I think, like, speaking for, like, just for me, not for everybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> not for all natives, but for me, I think, up, I, guess, as well. I think that would be fine. Like, if they're legit going to actual, you know, Native Americans, like, going to the mm-hmm. tribes and learning about the histories and cult- the culture and everything like that, that would be fine. But it's the fact that they're, like, dressing up with, like, beads, which are the, pla- like, mm-hmm. plastic beads. and They're saying like, they're part of the Minotauk tribe, too. Yeah, and then they're, like, doing yeah. the, hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? And it's, like, they're, like, it's mocking. It's mocking. Yeah, no, the, all that culture. stuff. Yeah, totally. Like, I really like the idea, though, of, like, there being some kind of, like, organization like that maybe it was if it was with, like ran yeah, by there was actual one. Exactly. tribal members and not like that would be something people. really cool <laughs> to like be able to take the it, kids to the main thing and, like, about it is that they're embracing that culture but natives are trying to get that back like because it was taken from us and yeah. we were it it is lost you know like a lot of generations didn't get to have it forever and like, that's what we're, I guess, like, what I see is that they're, like, <laughs> it's it's okay to be Native now is basically what it seems like to me. But it's, like, it's deeper to the Native people than just that, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's very complicated in general, especially the history is not good, so it makes 
and that makes it so complicated um, to like you know so yeah. I, I think that would be a, a really cool organization you know especially to be able to share the culture and the cultural elements that are important and to do it in a respectful way like I like that would be a, a, a cool initiative to be able to um, take take kids yeah to, that would um, be um, if you, that's all I had about that, any of yeah. all that stuff, I think. Me too. My first. <clears> so thing, I'll wait. I'll, okay, go ahead. I'll tell you about the history, my history with this movie. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we got kind of um, wonky so on that. <laughs> I've watched it a couple times now that it's. I think this is the third time since it's been on Disney Plus. Um, I watched it earlier this year, and then I watched it a few years ago when I think we were still working in the office is was disney plus start by then uh, maybe like right around that time it might have been i can't remember sure. but I, or maybe you just went to work and i was off that day but i remember watching it one morning um just it, while you were you had to leave and i finished watching it with, playing with the kids um but the first time i watched it was when i was a kid and i have a very vivid memory of us obtaining this movie and it wasn't the actual vhs copy of this okay. movie we had a double vcrs oh, nice. and um we uh we were living in the sunny ridge apartments in blackfoot but this was around the time mom and dad were, were getting back together and so dad was over and we were recording um i don't know what station it was on but there was a father's day marathon of movies going on and so it was hmm. this one it was another movie uh, that I was talking to Kristen about recently. I c- now I can't remember the name of the title. Um, no dessert, Dad, till you're done mowing the lawn or something like that. <laughs> and then I remember a- that title. That's so funny. <laughs> wow. Or whatever you, that is. That's yeah, so No funny. Dessert, Dad, till you mow the lawn. I gotta look it up. Yeah. It, it was a movie about um, two parents buy self-hypnosis tapes in order to quit smoking the kids' yes. the tapes and add yes. subliminal m- suggestions. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. And then this a third so movie that I can't, I can't remember, uh, the third movie. Because you could have those tapes and you could set them to record <laughs> up to six hours. And so we'd have, we had three movies on the tape. Um, wow. I don't know if I'll ever remember. Oh, my gosh. I, I remember that. but uh yeah so and then we watched it a lot after that um and it was one of those movies that is definitely a foundation of my childhood for sure that's crazy that doesn't like unlock something my brain (laughs) i know i haven't seen that movie since i was a kid no dessert dad tell you mow the lawn (laughs) was there what was the other movie on there do you remember was it uh i don't I don't remember. Was it um, Centennial Man or like the Bicentennial like a, I, Man? Bicentennial Man is it where he's like a. Uh, it has Robin Williams in like it. Thought out. Oh, Encino that's Encino Man. Man. Encino Man. No, it was wasn't that? Encino Man, but we did have Encino Man recorded on another VHS tape. Oh man. Yeah, that's funny. God, you I have such Encino a Man. great memory, Alex. Yeah, it's so funny what stuff you can remember. Yeah, I I remember it. I remember being in the living room. I remember the lighting of the living room. I remember watching the TV where it was. Like I I have like almost a photographic memory. That's amazing. Like that. <laughs> but I uh, kind of remember like the tape. 
you Encino know, like, Man. By the way, man, Encino Man. Just oh yeah, oh <laughs> <that's> nice. <laughs> but yeah, that's oh, that's cool. Encino Man. How you know? How you spell Encino? E N C I N O. Nice. Um, okay, that's okay. my history. With okay, whose turn is it? All right, I haven't said anything yet. Is that Alex, you said one. Kristen, you said one. Yeah. All right. So my first one is, I just, I like it doesn't get done in movies as much anymore. I don't think, and I just love it so much. It's just physical comedy. Okay, <laughs> and I just yeah. want to talk about how great it is and how much I miss it and how much I love it because I feel like it doesn't get done really as much anymore as it used to um, and definitely not as well as it used to. Um, and I just love it in, in this movie. There's like the bed, you know, fault, like not working. What was um, your favorite one? My favorite one was the, the building the teepee with the, with the yes. clown guy. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember his name, um, but he's a real Lloyd. clown. Lloyd. Lloyd, yeah. yeah. Uh, with and that's just so funny. Uh, he like hits him. He like literally hits him with a in the eye with a hammer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a sledgehammer. Alex said that when we were watching. <laughs> I was like, he just hit hit him in the head with a sledgehammer. <laughs> this dude is dead. Um, and it made and, a bonk sound. <laughs> and even even him by himself, he does that da- the dance by himself, which I thought was great. You know, during, when it, during that first uh, oh yeah, the first Lloyd meeting, does, yeah, yeah, and then the grapefruit thing, yeah, the grapefruit like was on the good. Oh yeah, the grapefruits, yeah, that was good. All of it was, all too. of it was so funny. Um, and there was uh, even at the very end when they're like at the wedding and Lloyd's like walking through the crowd, oh, like even that's that good. Yeah, me. I don't know why that killed me this time, but it was just so funny to me. <laughs> Every single time, I was just laughed out loud. Every single time, it's good. Yeah. Well, and then but, you yeah. have the the mobster guy. He like stands there and he gets hit by arrows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just against the Pin wall. His suit. Yeah, that's good too. Yeah. I was, at, at that point, like in the movie, I was just like, oh man, this is, it all of a sudden turned into Home Alone. You know, with these uh, bad guys getting <laughs> mm-hmm. bees on them, and you know. Everything. Yeah, it is very Home Alone. The uh, red goes down a rope that just is aligned perfectly where this monster yeah. guy is, so he could <laughs> kick him. That Love like that. took forever for him to swing with on that rope. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Wait there. you know, all, these other monster guys supposedly had pistols in their um, suits. Oh yeah, but they never take and them out. Yeah, <laughs> they're getting surrounded by people. They never pull their guns out. So funny. Yeah, they, they never shoot. <laughs> and then you have uh, Chevy 2 making breakfast, and he doesn't have a top on the thing. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. <laughs> sausages and stuff. And then there's yep. a, he even gets to look cool when the English muffin pops out and he catches it. I was hand. just about to say, that's like classic Clark Griswold kind of yeah. physical humor. Totally. Yeah. I definitely like when he's making that uh that I can't remember what, what it's called the dip or dressing or whatever oh the hollandaise yeah hollandaise yeah. sauce there you go and he, like he goes to cover it up and he grabs like a like a Tupperware dish it's like where did you even find that <laughs> yeah oh man yeah there's definitely good physical comedy for sure 
Yeah, I, I miss that. It made me think so much about the Chris rain, Farley. The rain dancing, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and speaking of um, Chris Farley, I always think of John Candy when I think of Chris Farley. And supposedly mm-hmm. the original choice to play um, Chet, who George Went plays, was John Candy, yeah. but he passed before oh, they like, shot the movie. Yeah, I liked, uh, I liked George Went in this. After they're done building the tent, too, I like it when the mobster guy's like, nice job on the tent, Sturgis. <laughs> <laughs> like, he can totally hear him. <laughs> I, I also like how uh, it's like, all right, we're asleep here. The mobsters, and they like, look around. Like, there's nothing there. Like, wait. <laughs> okay, oh, cool. Um, We already went to my second thing, which was the you know, culture of the Indian guides. So oh, Kristen, that was my to... thing. My oh, second okay. thing. Um, right, so my, se- guess... my second thing again? Oh, okay. No, <laughs> no what's yours? Uh, what's yours? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, my second thing, and I don't really have a third thing exactly. So, um, was just... <laughs> the... <laughs> We're so great at this, you guys. <laughs> We're just so good at it. Um, <laughs> was that this movie does such a great job uh, and I don't think a lot of movies handle this subject very well um, in general. Or just like the broken family, you know, or the blended family. Um, I think it does a really good job of handling it and kind of handling the, the dynamics of it. And like we kind of mentioned earlier when you talk about the sass of it, I just, I thought that, I thought it made sense for me why he was so sassy. I thought he had trauma yeah, and all I, that good stuff. And, I think the kid part makes sense. I think the mom part makes less sense. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think I they agree. had. I, I could have done way with way more Farrah Fawcett in the movie in general. Um, yeah, her character is just there. Yeah, exactly. And she's uh, an artist whose art pieces are all very different. She has like no unique styles. Set, set specific just picked thing. out art things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, at first I thought she was an art commissioner. Like like she worked at a gallery and she was commissioning mm-hmm. the art or whatever. But and no, those are fake. all her pieces. Those are all hers. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then like that, like he does, she's, yeah, she's that, like the only female character in the whole movie too. I don't think there's another yeah. female character. Oh yeah. <laughs> you might be right. Yeah. They could have done better any... with that. Yeah. Well, it's called man of the house. So <laughs> not That's right, we don't need, it's not woman of the house. <laughs> the only person in the kitchen in this movie is Chevy Chase. So I loved <laughs> You know, they start building their bond and then it gets wrecked because of the brake line crash. Yeah. And then at the end, when he finally admits it to him, he's, he's like, what happened, Jack? He's like, oh, I didn't want to worry you guys. And he's like, well, if you would have told me, I'd have understood. And then he's like, sorry, I tried to do the right thing. And then all of a sudden, yeah. that's the end of their conversation. That's the end of it. <laughs> and that cracked me up so much because he's like, sorry, I tried to do the right thing. And then next thing you know, they're talking to chat like five seconds. Yeah. The right thing for himself. <laughs> yeah. You're like okay, I guess that's the end of their heart to heart around it. <laughs> yeah, that whole little, that whole scene where he doesn't show up for the river the river rapids thing though, like that was like the music and I thought JTT did a pretty good job. Like it, it got me a little emotional. I was like, oh, you know, it, yeah, it was a little a emotional, yeah. Because it's like I mean, even if he wasn't like super into going on that river raft trip, like. It's still like you can everybody feels that as a kid when you're like excited about something 
and then you don't get to do it and it's just like and he, I don't wanted, know. he didn't want to go without Jack. So mm-hmm. it was yeah. really, he, he was starting to build that bond with him in the and story. And so it's like a big thing to a kid. Like even just a little trip like that, it's still like devastating to like a, a kid and stuff, you know. And then it yeah. shows like everybody waving goodbye in the car. <laughs> I'd be like, why yeah. does everybody wave like my dad when he was leaving me? <laughs> I know. George Wynn does. And then it even shows Chevy doing it when he was like, oh, or something. I'm like, I don't remember that. It's like in his freaking secretary had to wave too. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, yeah, that was my second thing though, was I I like really liked how they did that. Yeah, I think they did it well. Even I mean the characters aren't are not as three dimensional as they would be in, you know, be. more of a a fuller movie, but for a, a basic, almost Disney Channel level movie, yeah. it, it's done very well. Yeah. Okay, um, my third thing was just the the '90s of this movie. Uh, there's so everybody's wearing so much plaid. You have um, their clothes are really baggy too. Yeah, ah, you have the baggy. <laughs> And they're in Seattle, too, which is, like, a, just a 90s city because of the grunge and everything going on back then. Yeah. Um, the school lunches, too. Like, that just seems so I know. 90s. He had the he had a Minute Maid juice in a can. Yeah. Oh, wow. The other, I that. His, other, his friend had a Cherry Coke, and it was purple. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, I haven't seen those in so long. Wow. And we talked about the font too, like it was such a '90s font. Yeah, used in the movie. Um, and then, how about Chevy's, uh, you know, faded j- jeans, Levi's, and then the dad sneakers that you'd oh, yeah, the on. white, the white dad sneakers. Yeah, yeah. It was, that's totally '90s too. '90s in the young way and '90s in the dad way. And all of his hats, <laughs> his like baseball caps and stuff like all looked like brand new like yeah. they were not like worn in hats or anything the seattle seahawks hat uh, yeah the mm-hmm. one at the end was really bad um the I, I i made this mention too like we talked about the line this is the 90s haven't you heard political correctness <laughs> like this is the 20s we don't nobody says stuff like that anymore this is the <laughs> 2010s oh my god I saw a thing on TikTok that was saying that uh, apparently people of this generation are calling them the late 1900s for the (laughs) 1990s. Oh, man. I wonder, is is there something about our culture where a decade doesn't really feel like a decade while you're in it anymore? Because it seems like the 80s and the 90s, you knew you were in that decade. Well, I I think it's also I think it's also a thing of kind of like when you say 20 years ago or 30 years ago, you don't think 1990, you think 1970, you know, or at least I do. My brain does. I do. Do you think think we just do you think it's just something that we're not witnessing? Well, I think it's something to do with uh, technology and actually the Internet, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I think it messes with our brains and it makes it harder for us to like accept culture and accept like time periods and you know uh things kind of traveled a little differently then and now everything's just kind of all at once you know 
Yeah, Whereas that's then it's like, okay. That makes sense. Here's what's, here's what's new, cool now. Okay, newer things. Yeah. Something else very 90s was George Went being in the movie. And then his son's yeah, name I... is Norm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he plays Norm in Juice. That was uh, one of my things on my review on Letterboxd I put was that uh, this is like a not uh, when of course Chevy Chase I thought was in the nineties I fucked up I'm sorry but like it was a nineties nineties uh, stars wet dream or something like that you know yeah nineties era stars wet dream <clears throat> yeah I like yeah uh, I like the casting a lot in this movie in general I like you know what else is an underrated funny moment is when. Um, Jack goes to see Chet at his classroom, <laughs> and he's like, "So, what can I do, for <laughs> do you for? Do you want to make a spice rack for your mom?" <laughs> <laughs> and then Chevy picks up the hammer. He's like, "What? What's this?" He's like, "Oh, that's <laughs> a hammer upside down." Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. That was funny. Oh, he's another funny moment I wrote them. down too he was. Uh, in early in the movie when Chevy's bringing in his box of stuff and um, JTT's like, we got our all our stuff in the closet. And he's like, oh, I can just hold it. It's more convenient. I, I have everything here when I need it. <laughs> yeah. There were a few there were a few good lines. I liked um I liked when he's trying to get her attention Chevy's trying to get her attention at the uh, art guy or whatever. He's like, Yeah, where am I gonna put my four hundred pound dental floss use dental floss yeah. bottle? <laughs> Oh, I also like uh, uh, JTT had a line kind of at the beginning when like he's when they are like hey I met a guy or whatever he's like is, is this all about sex <laughs> JTT's oh, like yeah. girls asking them on the <laughs> on the beach oh my gosh um well I didn't I didn't have a third thing yeah all right great. My bad. Sorry. Uh, my we can talk thing. about the bad guys. How about that? Like how bad oh, the, the bad guys are. <laughs> yeah, they're so good. Terrible. They're bad so at bad. being bad guys. <laughs> they're so bad that they're they're good. Yeah. What is the deal with this mafia too? Because they're always the two of them who are not the son are always like, why do we take this job? So are they not really part of the mafia? <laughs> and then the third person is always the guy's son. Like you don't have henchmen to handle this. You are involved in this. This is the <laughs> Seattle mafia. Okay, they only got enough coffee beans and enough grunge <laughs> to keep them in power. Okay. What cracked me up was after the whole car. Oh yeah, the brake line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After he crashes into the water, they get out of their car and come and walk through <laughs> with all these other people and they're like, Let's get out of here before someone sees us. And it's like <laughs> there's so many people on the dock right now. <laughs> well, they don't got the they don't got the uh investigators from S V U on the case, you know. This is just a Seattle. Okay. And you know, they're they're so goofy, all those guys, but the the very first scene where you um, the Joey guy, the son, like says something threatening to Chevy Chase. Yeah, like, in the courtroom. He, he feels actually threatening, but then after that, it's totally undone by how silly they are. <laughs> They're like all three of them riding in the box truck, just <laughs> yeah, following him like ten feet behind him. And that also came up when they were in the mountains when they were going on that Fourth of July trip or whatever, yeah. and they. They start singing the Louie Louie song. Yeah. And then, like, right behind JTT is the bad guys. 
I also They're like, like uh, literally buying yeah. them. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, when they were talking about their guns and how they were gonna shoot, like which gun, and the um, twenty-two versus the thirty-eight, and then the mobster that son just comes up from the back and is like, none of y'all's guns are gonna work. <laughs> I don't know. That was funny. just like hiding in the back. <laughs> I do like the way that guy says Sturgis too. Sturgis. Sturgis. <laughs> This kid is six. Bye bye, Sturges. Bye, Sturges. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I like. I love how they just have like a bunch of dynamite too. By the way, they don't have camping right? gear, but they have a bunch of dynamite. <laughs> They're just ready to blow these people up with. And then she- Chevy and. Uh, JTT, he's like, I'm scared, Jack. He's like, it's okay. And they're standing right at the entrance next to the dynamite. Like, if they, what are they? <laughs> everyone's, gonna, everyone's gonna die. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I just kept thinking I, about Home Alone with with those two with those henchmen. Yeah, it's very Home Alone-y. Yeah, I but tried to not, figure out when, what came out first. <laughs> home Alone. It was definitely sure. Home Alone. <laughs> But you don't have Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci. You have no, just you two don't. weirdos. <laughs> you got a, you got the uh, the cheap version, the off yeah. brand. All right, Kristen or Jacob. I mean, do you have a third thing? Uh, my third thing is that the runtime was an hour thirty-seven, and that's good runtime for a movie. That is the best runtime for a movie. A ninety-minute <laughs> movie is hard to beat. It's unless the it's best. Not, unless it's earned. A two plus hour runtime, and then yeah. three hours is very difficult. There's very yeah. few movies that I want to watch three hours of. How That's like movies? my biggest thing about like watching movies is that if it's over like an hour and a half, I'm like, oh, I can't watch this. Like this is too <laughs> much. Like you were ready to abandon the Music Man last week. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, and it was, was your two pick. And a half hours. I was like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Um, like that's well, too long. I like the too music long for a movie. man more than Man of the House, though. To be honest, oh, did you really? Oh wow, well. I did. Not. I, I mean, this movie's very nostalgic, but it's. We'll, yeah. I will talk about. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I the, mean, don't. Oh, go ahead. The, I was just, the last thing I wrote down um, was like a quote, uh, which is, "I like to tell you it's a happily ever after, but it's too soon to tell." Which is like you know, waiting for the sequel where. Uh, Chevy Chase gets shot in the face by the real mafia, you know, and then it starts with GTT having to deal with that trauma. Well, I read that Farrah Fawcett did an interview with Larry King and said that they were getting ready to film a movie called Man to Man, which was going to oh, be a wow. sequel, but it must not have happened, obviously. Dang. Um, I would have I watched I w- it. What, one thing I was going to mention that we haven't talked about, too, is they use the song Hit the Road, Jack. Don't yeah. You come back. Which like fits that. the movie very well because he's trying to get rid of his stepfather named Jack, but also mom used to sing that song to us all the time. Yeah, she did. Um, this song, this had some pretty good songs on it. It had a uh, a dance song. Yeah, everybody. I got the power. Yeah, there yeah. And the return to innocence. Oh my God, Alex's favorite song. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> that's go. That's our ex exit song or outro song for this episode what is it sure return to innocence ay, 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 by enya ay, ay, ay. by enigma or enigma <laughs> okay i'll have to remember that it's a great song enigma um did you have something else you were adding, gonna add alex 
Nope, that was it. Cool. So that wraps up Man of the House. Are we going to uh, give our reviews? Yes. I'll go first. Um, I just did it right before we started recording. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so before I had this movie rated at like a four and a half star. A what? A four and a half star. Dang. Uh, now we're watching it and taking into account a lot of other stuff and everything else. I am giving it two and a half stars. So okay. Yeah. Any nice. anything you want to say about why? I mean, I see how like not bad the story is, but there's definitely like plot like plot holes and I just stuff I didn't think about previously when I rated this and uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's why I made it two and a half. Okay. Uh, Jacob, you go do next? it. You, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I loved this movie when I was a kid. I love this movie now. Um, I had a lot of fun watching it again. I still felt a lot of the, you know, emotions that they meant to do for the movie. I gave it four stars. Um, so there you go. Fair enough. Um, I looked at what I rated it last time. Uh, last time I gave it two and a half stars. This time I'm also going to give it two and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I put nostalgia keeps bringing me back to this movie. I know it's terrible and culturally insensitive, but I love it. So I gave it a heart, but I did give it two and a half stars because it's not a good <laughs> movie. <laughs> I think I have a, uh, like my idea of good movie and movie I like. You know, it's just hard for me to rate, you know, because it, it's I just hard. I like this movie, man. I, that's where I appreciate Letterboxd having the heart because then I can I can kind of double dip a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I did give it a like because I do like this movie still, but it's it's not as amazing and good as I thought it was. So, yeah, yeah. it's definitely uh, a movie of its time for sure. Okay, well, that wraps up Man of the House. Jacob, you're going to round out the theme of movies with man in the title. Mm-hmm. What is your selection? Man. I feel I gotta like a woman. A movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, there's so many movies that I could choose. Obviously, I went through a few of them on the last episode. I had a hard time deciding. Um, so I was going to go with my gut. I didn't really decide before we started recording. Um, Ooh. Where to watch I Love You, man. Yeah! Oh, good choice. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just like that I'm movie. I'm excited. A lot more. <laughs> I love, there's so many quotes I can think of immediately from that movie. So, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Get out of my dreams and into my car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Slap That's a, a, base. Uh, yeah. a fantastic movie. Oh, I'm excited. I love that movie. Oh, yeah, me too. I, I love... You, man. I love you, man. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That'll be next week. That will wrap up our theme. And then after that, it comes to my selection, which I haven't made any decisions on yet. So we'll find out next week. For theme, right? So For theme. Yep. And the, the movie to kick it off. Yep. Okay. 
Will you fax it to me beforehand so I'll know? Um, I don't wanna, do you have a I don't want to be cut off guard. Number? I mean, I can get one just for this. <laughs> what do you mean cut off guard? You know, <laughs> when you bring up, tell me your theme, I don't want to, like, have to, like, pull up a shield because I'm cut off guard, you know? I want to be well, ready. My, ready. <laughs> my theme have my is shield. movies where already. you're cut off guard, actually. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. Just kidding. Thank you all for listening. It's been fun <laughs> talking to Man of the House, one of uh, the movies that really shaped all of our childhoods, which is cool. Oh. Yeah, one more oh, thing, sorry. Hold on. Uh, just based on what you just said, it made me think of something I wrote down. Uh, you said Man of the House kind of shapes who we are as people. I wrote down, I think this movie and Ants are the basis of my entire life. Also, maybe a little bit of Hitch. <laughs> ants, man. Ants. <laughs> So there we go. All right. I wrote that down. We got to watch Ants at some point now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, cool. Well, thank you all for listening. It has been a, a great episode uh, with you two as my guests today. Thanks for letting me be a guest and not a co-host. I was yeah, I'm I'm very happy to be a guest. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, I'll be the host, and you guys can definitely be co-hosts because I can't Uh-oh. carry it on my own. That's <laughs> But if you haven't yet, give us a five-star review, rate, like, follow, all that good stuff. We are on Twitter at I, I'll Take 3 Podcast. At I'll Take 3 Podcast. I'm also on Twitter at Alex Expressed. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Jake Duke. And I am at I am Kristen One. Y'all buy each those... Uh, blue check marks yeah i was about to ask should we buy some blue check marks and start you know <laughs> really selling some selling some podcast uh streams is that how it works i don't know it's a whole shit show over there right now let's just try and see what happens i was i was trying to figure out do i need to tell my class about referencing tiktok or not tiktok twitter now because uh We've had discussions about how to probably cite social media, and I don't know if you're allowed to, to cite Twitter anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's a little rough out there. Oh, man. Okay, well, we'll see you all on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.